Hello. Hello. Hey. Hey, how are you? Fantastic. <laughs> Good morning. Yes, happy sunrise. It is a great one. You said you sound like um you have such a a pastor-ish sounding voice. I do. Yeah. I've never been told that before. <laughs> yeah, it's very I've been, told, I've been called other things, but I've been told <laughs> that. <laughs> it's very measured and precise. Oh. Well, that that probably comes with just, you know, writing. Yeah, it seems like very measured. All right, so let me hit the intro and then we will get started. Welcome to the cast of chaos featuring none other than your boy, the Sephiroth of South Central, the black Chris Jericho, the deity of Decibel, Rob Zombie's illegitimate stepbrother, Will Smith and Ozzy Osbourne's love child, the fresh prince of darkness, Kelvin Chaos. And today I have with me, please state your name. I am Naughty Styles. That's who I be. <laughs> Good morning, <laughs> Naughty Styles. Well, hello, happy sunrise. Thank you so much for having me. So that name that <laughs> when I saw that, I was like, hmm, what wonder what that means. It's so interesting. Yeah, uh, yeah, it has a lot of different meanings. A lot of different meanings. Um, Your favorite two? My favorite two. Well, one, it all started. I am a licensed um, hair beautician. Uh, been for since nine, uh, not nineteen. Oh my god, that's so old. Since two thousand and four, I have been licensed to do hair. So it started off with my boutique. Um, I am a native New Yorker. So it started off there and then um, it transferred over to music. I was like, I've been hearing like a combination of a New York and Southern accent and I've been confused. <laughs> Ooh, you better say that. I am a straight New Yorker. I just happen to reside in Atlanta, Georgia. But you have some like, you got some syrup to your voice. <laughs> <laughs> My parents are very much Southern, so, uh, yeah. you know. But I, I myself was born in New York, so you, you do hear a mixture due to that fact. Interesante. See, see, see. So what else does it mean? Um, and also it means you know just uh sort of kind of like a rebel. Nadi is like she's just she does whatever she wants when she wants how she wants. And the styles is just so many different genres of styles that I can sing in. Dang, there's two meanings. That's great. I love shit that doubles meanings. Yes, I'm a big fan. Like Fresh Prince of Darkness, right? Like Fresh Prince, like Will Smith. Mm -hmm. Darkness, like Ozzy Osbourne. Prince, like Prince. It's all in there. Yes, it's all in there. And you are every spit of all of it. I love it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) all right so let's let's start at the beginning or as far back as you possibly can what got you into music performance arts hair okay well let's start as far as singing goes that the very mecca of my world is Billie Holiday she is the one that I fell in love with at the age of seven years old um, by just listening to her music. I had uh, a relative that would play blues all the time. And the blues of choice was Billie Holiday. And me being such a young girl, I just fell in love with the storytelling that she would sing and just how pure her heart was that I felt across the music. And I said, yep, that's what I want to do. I want to do that. I want to be a singer. And so that's what started this whole venture. And along the way, I had other influences, of course. But she is the Mecca. She's the queen. That's who started everything Naughty Styles. 
Wow, so interesting. Okay, so now what got you into hair? I didn't even know you were a hairdresser. Yeah, a lot of people don't. But if you see any hairstyle that you have ever seen on my page or in any pictures you've ever seen, it's all done by me. Looks, everything, the way I dress, I style myself. And that also, double meaning, naughty styles. You know, um, that I've just always been, I had a keen eye for style and just, I wanted to do something creatively. And that's another way of just freedom of expression is my clothes, the hair, you know, just not only music. But what made me go to hair school um, was I, my dear cousin, my best friend, my everything, she passed away at a young age. And when the funeral home did her, I didn't like how they made her look because she was young, but they made her look like an old woman. No disrespect. You know, I, you know, I have great respect for older women, but for her, <laughs> you know what I mean? You know, for, for her, you know, I just, that wasn't how I wanted her to be remembered, you know, in her. Mortician as well? No, 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 I'm not a mortician. No. Um, is that the but, direction this conversation's about to go? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so I've been asked to come in and make up the dead due to the work I did on my cousin. Because I, I told them to just take off everything and I redid her. What? And um, yeah, and back then I was really afraid of the dead. But because it was my cousin, I, I had people stand with me because I was definitely afraid. But I wanted her to look right. And so when I was done making her up, doing her hair, um, the funeral home was like, oh, my God, you have a natural talent for this. You should do this as a living. And I said, no, I just I just want my cousin to look nice. And then a year later, I went to hair school. So that's how that started. Damn. But I've always done. But I've always done even before then, I've always done hair like I started cutting hair at 14 years old and. I just, I, I love men's grooming. Actually, that's the best. I love grooming, grooming men. But, you know, when you have such a creative eye, you just want to just express yourself. And people are brave enough to sit in my chair. So, but they always liked what I've done. So, but what really made me really bring it out is, you know, like I said, my cousin, when she passed away, I just redid her because the funeral home just, it wasn't cutting it. I'm sorry. It just wasn't, they wasn't doing it. Wow, that is so interesting. <laughs> I'm so into So the last episode that we just put out yesterday was about a taxidermist. Yes, yes, I did catch a, a bit of that. That is awesome and so different, but so very awesome. I love stuff that are, that is uh, eclectic, think, you know, things that no one ever thinks about. You know, she has some very creative pieces. I did check out her page. Right. Kudos. <laughs> yeah, right. But I was thinking, like, there. Um, so I've had a theme lately on the show where a lot of macabre things have been, like, kind of appearing, and I'm not even looking for them. Believe it or not, I'm not actually looking for this stuff. These <laughs> yes, I mean, you I, are. I, You're I manifesting be, yeah, it I, in. I, I must be, <laughs> that's what keeps getting attracted to me. <laughs> subconscious it's like, the prince of darkness the prince yeah of darkness. for real yeah and i'm like i'm not in any of that shit and then as soon as it pops up i'm like hell yeah let's chat about that <laughs> all right so tell us about your music how did you get to atlanta did you well did you use your angel's wings to get there uh actually it sort of kind of went like that you know in a roundabout way of uh, I am a New Yorker to the fullest. A lot of people kept on saying, oh, I love your music. I started off in Neo Soul. And well, actually, let me let me go way back. I started ghostwriting for local rappers in the area, uh, you know, where I lived. And um, what ended up happening was they would get stuck on like lyrics. They, they, they oh, I, I got this here, but I don't know what fits here. So I would just come in to trade for studio time. I was like, look, I can help you out if you let what? me record here. You know, and they were like, oh, you can write? And I'm like, yeah. <laughs> so when they saw my writing skills, I would just ghost write for the local rappers in the area and, you know, do all their hooks for them because they wanted a singer, you know, and it just worked out. And so I started off, you know, doing that first. And then, you know, those rappers would put me on their 
singles or albums. And next thing you know, it was like, oh, well, she need her own stuff, you know? And so I started off just doing neo-soul hip-hop. And no one ever knew, like, I had these secret little loves for other genres of music, mm-hmm. you know? I kept that under wraps because, you know, in the Black community, they be acting funny sometimes, you know? You know and be like, you don't, you know how it is. I, you know? Actually, I don't. And I, let me tell you why. Like, everyone's always known I was weird. <laughs> what do you consider weird? Like me like I can't explain it (laughs) but like I tried to hide it but like nobody was buying it they were like nah bro you're just like that (laughs) and I'd be like well that's good I'm glad you had that because but I was like yeah man like I remember like arguing with dudes about whatever the best like like I had an argument with this guy not too long ago maybe like a couple of years ago we were talking about like best hip hop records of all time. And this dude uh-huh. paused and said, hold up. You don't even listen to hip hop like that. And I was like, what are you talking about? That's all I listened to until like age 13. I didn't even listen to anything else. Right. But even before that, like even like when I wasn't listening to rock music, I wouldn't listen to rock music because, you know, it was like devil worshiping music when I was growing up. Right. And that was the right. only thing I cared about. I was like, well, I don't want to look like I worship the devil, so I'm not going <laughs> to listen to the hip-hop. I'm not going to listen to that shit. Then I think I heard um, Eminem's second album. Uh-huh. And I think there might be a song with like Marilyn Manson on it or something like that where he talks about... Love him, him. love him. And I was like, hmm, I'm going to go check out some Marilyn Manson, some Rob Zombie, Corn, all of that stuff. And I was yes. like, this is actually the shit. Oh, my God. So when I started listening to the music and dressing that way, all my friends were like, see, I knew this was what you were really like. <laughs> well, at least for you, it was a positive experience for you. It for me, positive experience. they never liked me anyway, is what I'm saying. So it wasn't like... Oh, get out. No. Like you're, so, like, you're so cool guy. Uh, well, let me explain what I mean. When I was a kid, it was just like, I was not a popular guy like that. You know what I mean? So, uh-huh. so I wanted to be like everyone else, but I was not. So I that's where my internal conflict was. It's like I really, really wanted to be like more like a mainstream into the mainstream, what everybody else was into. But I just wasn't good at it. I don't know how to explain it. I was like, no, I get I get it. I, I yeah. totally get so it. By the time I because... started to come into myself, it was like something I did out of necessity because i wasn't uh-huh. really fitting in with the other groups so at, right. i just got tired i was like you know what fuck this i'm just gonna do what i like doing fuck what everybody thinks and they were like yeah that's cool and now i'm like mad at them now i'm like fuck you guys like you didn't even like me before <laughs> you know like, now, now i'm cool now everybody likes me and i don't like none of you like <laughs> I can't. You know? I can't with you right now. I can't. I can't. That's what my experience was. I was like, please like me. I want you guys to be my friends. Oh, so <laughs> well, mine was quite the opposite. You know, um, the beautiful thing is, I I have love for all genres of music. It's just that certain things and parts of me, I just did in certain subculture groups. You get what I'm saying? Like if I was, you know, with the kids that like classical music, I was classical music. If I was with the hip hoppers, I was with the hip hoppers. If I did jazz, I was in the jazz group. Like, I'm just a chameleon. So I learned how to just flow that way. And again, you know, Naughty Styles is, that's who she is. She, you know, there's n- there's nothing off limits except bluegrass. I don't do bluegrass. I I yeah. I just started. I just yes. started appreciating bluegrass like two years ago. Yeah, I but I hate it. Yeah, bluegrass. I love bluegrass music. I just started having appreciation for it because back then have, I didn't. Have, I didn't get it. People. I didn't. I didn't understand <laughs> why all. You know, I just was like, why? You know, what's going on here? Like, what? I don't get it. And then in in the in the cartoons. That's all, you know, I was like, okay, well, they just, it's cartoony to me. You know, that's how I looked at it. Yeah. No disrespect, bluegrassers, I'm sorry, but that's that's how I thought. But now I have a great appreciation. I mean, there's there's so many artists that does great bluegrass music. It's just amazing. 
I like all all the be anybody that's good at their instrument. If I see anybody that's ever gave a fuck about being good, then I will I will dig it of any genre. Right. But right. Except for like techno. I don't like I don't understand how one is What? You don't do you don't like techno? I don't what? Know how you can be good at techno is what I mean. What? I don't know what, what? makes a song slap. <laughs> it's just well, that's to me. That's Not that's that I, I I do like techno. I do like that. They all sound like the techno. same to me. Like it sounds like like whenever I go to the club, like the goth club, it sounds like the same song on repeat for three hours. <laughs> Which is like cool. I don't really care, but I wouldn't listen to it on my own time. Is what I'm saying. Right. I see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. Well, everybody has their preferences. That's that's what's so cool about us all being different and appreciating what each other. Um can contribute to the game. All That's right. what I love. To the game. I like the way you, you, you placed that. So this is the question that I've really been wanting to ask you. Dun, dun, Let dun. It <laughs> <laughs> the horror on the horror. <laughs> dramatic suspense. Um, what, tell me about your, your, your heavy metal honey dip influence. Oh, here we go. You know what? You make me smile with that name. I, you know... It just, I love it. I love it. I think I'm gonna, I'm gonna have to start going as that name sometimes. <laughs> I have to get a T-shirt with that name on, it and yeah. and credit it all to you. Hey, um, hey. <laughs> but heavy metal, like the, like the the metal George Clinton, but without the that, drugs. That 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 is so correct. And you know what? That's a bad man right there. But that's a whole different story. Yeah, that's a whole different story right there. Um, but as far as heavy metal, I grew up again, you know, being able to be a chameleon and also like I had the best of both worlds. You know, I was a kid who grew up in the city and then my parents, we moved out to the burbs and I went to a redneck school, you know, quiet as kept. And, uh, while I was there, you know, all I ever heard was heavy metal, you know, and a lot of it, I'm like, hey, this is pretty cool. You know what I mean? Right. And um, loud. I just, yeah, I just started just having a great appreciation for it. And so whenever, you know, on the weekends, I would go to my cousin's house because I was going to the hood, you know, to my cousin's house. And um, I would, you know, you would be black on the weekends. But then when I go back home, you know what I mean? I would be, I would go and be Little Miss. They called me white girl. You know, my inner city friends with, oh, she's so white. You know, her cadence is so white, blah, blah, blah. Man, I used to and, kids when they call me white. <laughs> yo, I, I'm just saying, I just, you know, I got used to it and I didn't care because I'm like, okay, you know, I don't know what white and black, I don't know what that is. How do you talk white? How do you talk? I don't get it, but whatever. I just know I speak perfect English, but okay. I would um, And I just, that. you know, I just adapted <laughs> and I just let them call me that. I, it didn't bother me at all. Um. But as far as the heavy metal, I just, that's that's how it all came to be. Just going to, you know, an all-white school and, you know, being like one of five black kids just in a whole entire school. Um, you know, I mean, just just being able to just learn how to just appreciate other genres of music. Mm-hmm. And I just realized like, wow, okay, um, let me see if I can sing this stuff. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. If I'm already doing jazz, if I'm already doing hip hop, my teacher, my music teacher, who's a godsend, he was like my everything. He chased me down for two years to sing classical music. So I was one of those all-state kids who went to, you know, the music competitions and sang in different languages that he taught me how to sing in. Oh, that's and crazy. I, I, yeah, so a lot of people don't know that about me either. Um, I'm very private. But since we're talking and we're doing this interview, I, I'll share a little bit, you know. That's cool. Um, but yeah, I am classically trained. Um, I, I, may, I mostly picked arias in Italian and German. Uh-huh. So those are my competition pieces. So yeah, so it's pretty cool. I have a great love for opera music. Leotine Price is a god, you know, if, if you guys know who that is. Um, and if you don't, please look her up because she is the mecca of opera music. Who is I don't your, care what nobody said. Who is your Leotine Price? Hello, can you hear me? Yeah, are you? Oh, yeah, I can hear you. Who is your favorite composer? Because I did not know you were that into classical music. 
Uh, of course, Beethoven and Johann von Strauss. Damn, I was going to say which Strauss? There's so many. I just named them. Okay. <laughs> well, there's two. And Johans. you're right. There's the son and, you're, and it, the dad. The dad. Okay. They're definitely the dad. <laughs> old school, baby. Old school. Got to go, gotta go with the daddy. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Wow. Okay. So what are, what are some of your favorite metal influences? We talk a lot. I know you're a big Dio fan. You're not as big. As oh, yeah. That's my boo-boo. <laughs> Dio is my baby. My everything. He's my biggest influence, actually. Man, that's, so when you hear me sing heavy metal, you hear, you do hear a little bit of Dio in my voice. Yo, I was telling some, somebody, uh, whenever I describe Dio, what they sound like, because anybody that asks me, they'll say, who is your favorite singer? Like all time. And I'm like, well, who is the best singer to me is Ron Isley. But who is Yes. Oh, I've seen them in concert live. Oh my God. Right? And then Ernie is like right behind him. <laughs> He's really yes. Um, you better say it. Right. You better say it. But then I'll say like Ronnie James Dio. And they're like, who is that? And I say, he sounds like if Beyonce was really angry. <laughs> He is he is a force to reckon like no one and and you know what no one at everybody I speak to they say he is the best of all time of like all he is the voice all the other heavy metal people modeled themselves after Ronnie James Dio yeah. and you can hear all the influences well not with Ozzy Ozzy's different you know what I mean Ozzy's and I love me some Ozzy. I don't like Ozzy. <laughs> you know, a lot of people don't because they say, oh, he didn't have the best voice. It's but like, what I like I, I about Ozzy, Ozzy is fearless. I thought Ozzy, I was an asshole because, if you know, him and Dio had beef, but Dio never reflected the beef to him. So he right. had a lot of his fans. The reason why a lot of people don't like Dio is because of Ozzy. That's why I don't like him. Aw, yeah. Well, I appreciate them both, but you know, Dio's my baby. I gotta. That's my. That's my dude. I have to run with him. So if we, you know, you already know. You already know. <laughs> you already know. <laughs> True. What is your favorite? Do you have a favorite uh, Dio song or Dio album? Because I, I, I appreciate all his music, but I must say, um, I love this most recent song. That is a gem. Is um as long as it's not about love. It's a slow ballad. What? I don't know. Have you heard it? You know what I'm talking about, right? No. Like I'm looking it up right now. Oh, look it up. Oh my God. It's a gem. Nobody knows this song. And the ones that do, I appreciate them. But a lot of people don't know. I'm a but, weird, oh, obscure yeah, kind of girl. Yeah, I heard uh, yeah, I listened to all of Magica like in a row. Yeah, Magica is cool. I like on that album, my favorite song on that album, of course, is Lord that song is on. Day? You I like that one, but that's not I like uh Feed My Head. Oh, that's good too. Ariel, I like all of these. I, I especially They're all good, but if I had to sing and perform, it would be those two. Oh man, I've got to go listen to these right now. As soon as I get off the <laughs> phone with you, I'm gonna go listen to them again, man. And then my, and then the other one that is my favorite that no one I've been begging people to help me play. Anytime I meet a musician, I'm like, hey, do you think you, you know, we could do this collab? Is Metal Will Never Die? Is that on Angry Machines? Hold on. No, off top hand, it's so bad. I don't, I don't know. He has a gang album, so. Yeah, I don't remember what album is on. That's so bad, guys. Um, but just look up Metal Will Never Die. That is one of my all-time, 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 hands-down favorite. And, of course, you know his classics that everybody knows. Um, but I'm basically Holy Diver, uh, Last in Line. Uh, Egypt is a, a precious gem of mine. I love Egypt. That was um, and the chains were Yes, I just I love what it's saying. I love everything about that song. I love the, the I just love the composition. His words, I just like man. everything about like the song. Right, his words are so underrated. Like yes, and people don't understand why he is such a beloved man in our community. They they gotta get it, man. Yeah. It's Dio was so much more than just a singer. He was really a kind human being. He was for humanity. 
He was for equality. He wasn't some devil worshiper. I hate when people say that. He actually um, not at all. Apparently, he was an altar boy. Yes, he was. He sang gospel music as a child. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's just like you hear all these little inflections in his voice. You, if people would just take the time to just learn people and not judge, that's like that's gold right there. And I just hate when they talk bad about him because he was none of those things that people thought he was. Right. He was none of it. So yeah, I'm very defensive. Me over too. Yeah, you know. <laughs> I'm like, you guys don't even know. You're not listening. Yeah, right, right. All they're seeing is the he does the horns. And the horns wasn't even a demonic thing. That was him saying hello to his grandmother <laughs> every time he did that. That's you get what I'm saying? Like, people really need to really get get it together and really stop being so judgmental. I think they need to do a, a, a documentary because, like I said, a lot of the stuff was spread about him. Like, so I found him through Rainbow, because Deep Purple is actually yes. my favorite band. Like of all time, yes. Deep Purple. Like I want it to be Dio or Black Sabbath, but when yes. I the highway yes. car, I lose my shit like every fucking time. <laughs> <laughs> I think I play that song like almost every day. I play that song and that solo, and it was the first song that I really heard by a rock band that made me want to get up and like actually play guitar for a living. Right, right. That's cool. Yeah, so that's so cool. Right, so I heard "Man on the Silver Mountain," and I yes, I recognized yes. the guitar playing because I was like, "That sounds like Richie Blackmore." This isn't Ian Gillen. What the fuck is this shit? <laughs> <laughs> and I, I was like, I knew it was Richie Blackmore because you know nobody else sounds like him. He's my favorite guitarist of all time, handily, like easily. Nice to know. Nice to know. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like Vivian Campbell. There's so many great guitarists that, you know, like I really love Prince, Hendrix, all of that. But, you know, most people yes. think that it's Hendrix because a lot of people think I look like Hendrix. No. I don't think so. Either. No. I think I'm just tall and skinny and black and they go, you look like, <laughs> like and, he, and, and And eccentric, right? Yeah, yeah. I was like, we come on, guys. You got to do better than that. I play guitar. Yeah, seriously. They just... Talking to be talking. Yeah, you're like so Kravitz or Slash. <laughs> no, nigga, Kelvin. <laughs> oh, I can't. I can't. I can't with you. <laughs> I can't. With you. Well, don't. At least you're not getting Tina Turner all the time. I get Tina, and I love. And that's another influence of mine. I love. I fell in love with even more rock at ten years old due to Tina. Oh. And um, that's actually what really like brought me in the rock game was Tina Turner. Actually, That's wonderful. That see now, man, damn, you're like Dio and Tina Turner. Yeah, if Dio and Tina Turner had a baby, this is what I tell people to you get Naughty Styles. That's exactly <laughs> say, what you get. I say if <laughs> Prince and Dio had a baby, you would get me. Well, Tina and if you know I'm telling you, Tina and Dio, you got me. <laughs> and both of those influences are in my voice. That's amazing. So I, I saw I also saw that you you were dancing to your Metallica song. Metallica is like my Probably. I am. Oh, I love me some Metallica. Yes, yes. I think yes. Redfield is actually the greatest guitarist of all time. Greatest. Guitarist oh my god! Ever, but... Did you see them? The latest movie that came out in the no, fall. I, I was like the S and M two. Yes, no, you missed it. Yeah. No, my student told me that it wasn't that good, so I didn't see it. No, it was excellent. What she talked about? What? It was awesome. Wait, are you guys leaving right now? Uh, okay. <laughs> All right. Hello. <laughs> yes. Hello. Yes. Sorry about that. <laughs> I'm like, hey, whoever you are in the background. My my uh, my former roommate um is coming over. We're gonna go to breakfast. Oh, okay. But um, he didn't know you were doing interviews, huh? No, I didn't know he was coming. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> anyway, so um, so uh, the next thing I wanted to tell you. So so we we bonded over our mutual love of R&B and metal music and hip hop. That's yes. all. Yeah, we're like the same person. You're like the female version of me. Exactly. That's why I said I, I really enjoy everything that you are and what you do, because I see myself. I mean, you make me laugh. You're a great musician. You know, you're just fearless. And, you know, you just, 
you make me smile when I watch your stories or see what you post. I'm like, you know what? I, it's just so me. <laughs> but I just, I just be, I just, you know, I be on the sideline, just secretly cheering, you know. <laughs> like, yeah, you get them. You better get them. <laughs> I was like, I'm pretty ridiculous <laughs> in my stories. <laughs> oh man, that last one you told the other day. I was in the car. My cheeks was hurting so bad Man. about the guy that y'all got kicked out of the Uber. That's like not the worst story I ever told either. Like, <laughs> But it was so freaking funny. Like I've never, I said, dang, he needs to keep doing it because this is hilarious. That, yeah, it's so entertaining. Like, um, that, that's called chaos. Kelvin's crazy tales. I've been telling Kelvin true Hollywood stories since before Charlie Murphy was doing it. Get out. R.I.P. Get out. I mean, I didn't know. I mean, because I grew up in Hollywood, so you just experienced some weird shit from, like, birth, you know? Like, <laughs> like I went to school. Birth. Yeah, I went to school at the same school. Like, I went to school with Kid Ink, if you know who that is. Um, Omarion. Yes. Tyler, the creator, was at the school. I oh, you went to school with Tyler? I wasn't there at the same time, so I'm older than him. Oh, okay. I'm like, woo, that's... Both of your personalities? Hmm. Like, well, he is home. Like, we have homies that know each other. Like, there's, like, you know, very small. Like, if you're from L.A., it's very small. It's not as big as people think it is. You know, like, if you move here and you're trying to pursue your career, it can be, you know, daunting or overwhelming. But even once right. you get to the, the, the smaller scenes, like, once you're in your scene, the scene is extremely small. Like, you'll know everybody that you need to know fairly quickly. Oh, okay. Yeah, like, okay. Thing, I just happen to be in a lot of different scenes, but I've been doing, you know, music since I was, like, 18 or 19 years old professionally. Mm -hmm. So. Oh, wow. Yeah, so I just know a lot of people. But. Right. Because I'm on my own path, you know, I don't really stay in groups for a long time. Right, I'm right. I'm going to start my own. Like, I would like to start a group, you know, like Punk Black, but in Los Angeles. That's what all chaos is, pretty much. And you should, as you should. Yeah. It it would totally be a hit. And there's so many musicians, great musicians there, like you said. It that, would be it would be great. Is the thing. There's a lot of people that are like me who kind of float around scenes because we're like, oh, I really like doing everything, but you know, if you're in the hip hop scene, then you gotta only do hip hop. If you're in the Yeah. Scene, That's the bummer of it all. Well, because everybody, you know, like it's very I can't say it's serious, but it's very competitive. So yes. if you're if you look like you're doing something else, like me, I show up to the R and B gig dressed like the Fresh Prince of Darkness, right? And you know, with my gothy boots and you know, like my metal, you know, like sometimes I wear face paint or like, well, right. makeup I've been experimenting with, but I'm gonna start doing face paint and stuff like that because I want to shock people. I want them to be like, "Who is that dude that you're with?" And right. In background vocals with you, yes. Your mind, right? Is Can he rap too? Absolutely. I literally do. Right. <laughs> and that's that's what I I love about you because you're like I said you're fearless and in a lot of ways you know, of course like as you know I sing in 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 a Steely Dan uh, tribute band. Oh yeah. That's the other side. Are you really yeah, that's the. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, and everyone's like, wait a minute, how does a rocker? go from doing that to that and what i wanted to do was just try something different i've never been a background singer i've always been lead or or anybody they hear my voice oh yeah she needs to be on this she's lead you know as always been i've been in a lead or front woman position and or if i'm studio singing you know it's studio singing but i said hmm i i hear so much about these background singers and what they go through i want to know if I could do that, you know, and I just, I just answered an ad one day and bingo, bango. They tried to make me sing lead though. <laughs> when I first, saw, you know, and I was like, no, no, I don't want to do lead. I just want to hang in the back. I want to learn what it's like to be a background singer. And so I just wanted the experience, you know, I wanted, to, I want to know what all the areas of music, what they go, through, you know, and how they, you know, how they do it. Lead singer, you know, they're the front person, all eyes on them most of the time, right? Yeah. But I just wanted to just appreciate the other components. You know, of a I band. have not had that experience yet because I'm always playing. 
So right. I had to, and I, my voice is pretty decent. Like I really like my singing voice, but I didn't know what to do with my hands when I wasn't playing guitar. Oh, I dance. So when you come see that band that I'm in, my it's called Hot Licks and Rhetoric. Um, I am, I'm a background singer, but I am still dancing. I'm still being naughty style. You get what I'm saying? Like, yeah. and it's, and you get what I'm saying? And they love it. They love it. Yeah. And I'm just like, you know, I just can't be still. Like, I'm just not born that way. I just can't, you you know, if a mic is in front of my face and I'm singing, I have to move. So I can't, I just can't sit still that, for too long. That's awesome. All right. So the next question, where can I find your music? Because I was just looking for it online and I couldn't find it. it do you not um, do your- I'm rebranding. I'm rebranding myself. So everything that I used to have, I just took it all away. And what I'm trying to do, my my goal, my ultimate goal is really to to really get some decent players that really take the love of music very seriously, if you know what I mean, (laughs) and really play with some some great players. I'm constantly roasting people for not taking music seriously. Yeah. and, 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 And I really like I don't play with that. So I'm just I want all fresh new music. I want a new fresh sound. So. I am going to redo some of the songs that I did over the years over. And also I have some stuff that I want to kind of just produce myself, um, which, you know, you and I spoke about that. And it's just, it's just, I have so much to say and so much to get out that the right players, I have to be the right people to do it. So sorry guys, I'm just rebranding. Um, you know, it's not Naughty Styles. I am, yes, I am her, but my brand name is Musician Who Heals. I'm going so to I'm rebrand- you. Oh, that's the next thing I wanted to ask you about. Real quick, I did want to plug you. I want to send you a track or something like that for you to listen to. And because um, I'm, uh, yeah, like I'm also trying to work with other people. Um, Taja Nicole came on the show. Do you know her? She's from uh-huh. Punk Black. Um, yes. Her and I are going to do a collaboration soon, hopefully. Um, Sasha Scar and I did a collaboration. Um, I've done a lot of collaborations with people. I think I'm, I'm going to try to do one with uh, Kenneth also. But, yes, yes. But and, like, you know, I met with him last night. Oh, my gosh. He's so he's just an awesome guy. I just yeah, awesome I actually just met with him for an interview. Like right now, as I was talking to you, I was like, hey, bro, you want to do an interview? <laughs> Yeah, he's just, he is, I'm telling you, just sitting, meeting with him, because we're going to collaborate. We sat down uh, yesterday, and we have a great appreciation. Like, I'll just let, you can ask him on your own time, but, you know, it was amazing. Like, we, all the songs that came on while we were sitting there at the meeting, we forgot where we were. We were singing all of them. It was just amazing. It was amazing. Just synergistic to, to the umph degree. To, to the umph degree. So about <laughs> musician who heals, because um, that is something I also noticed about you. Um, you work with autistic people or. Um, uh, yes, um, um, I am an advocate for the autism and Asperger's community. I, I really, really, that is my baby. That is my heart. I am a champion. I champion for them. Anybody that is on the spectrum, it's just a great love of mine. Um, the community is, it's a brilliant community to be a part of and to also advocate for. And my goal is to use my music to be able to help the community and get the awareness out uh, about uh, autism. You know, and also mental health. That is a very big thing for me. Um, to help out those communities. I have something to share with you that you'll think is really cool. We have this thing out here, this program out here called Metal Jam. And really? Yeah, and Metal Jam is for that. It's for, I think it's for raising money for um, for autism studies. Yes, we need we need as much as we can. And, you know, we we need we need that. And the guy that puts it on, he was a he was a he, he is a guitarist. He's a well-known guitarist that, you know, has played in a lot of metal bands. 
and his son is on the spectrum and the kid man when when he hears his favorite song i think they played aces high by by iron maiden when he hears uh-huh. the song he starts dancing and it's the the cutest thing in the world and he brings his son up on stage to for them to play his favorite song Aww. and when he plays the song, it's like rocks out with the band and that's why he started the thing was to raise uh money for this type of um for this t- and he's been going i think for 10 years now i played like a couple of years ago i always miss the deadline because it's kind of far from me uh-huh but i think it's super cool how he has done this uh, he gets like all these people to sign up like he picks a song list right so you you pick whatever song so it could be like you know dio's holy diver and then you sign up to play the drums or the bass or the guitar or sing and you you end up in a group with people you've never met before. And this is what I love about it is that everybody is so serious and so dedicated to this project that um, everyone practices, you know, even if you've never met these guys, you're like, all right, do you know? The right. And, and you've never met them until the day you meet them, you know, or some guys will get together if the song's like, you know, pretty challenging, like maybe the trooper or something like that, they'll get together. Before right. Them. Or they all try to sign up for the same song. Like I see, I would love to. I would love to know more about that, and I'll you know, send, I'll send you the info. that would be a great reason to really come to Cali. Like, awesome. I mean, I really take that very seriously. I just like I'm protective over Dio. I'm protective over the the ASD community. Yeah, very you would dig it. autism. That that is my thing. I don't play with people about that. You know what I mean? I don't, and especially in the black community, there needs to be more uh awareness uh about that because um there's a lot of things that go on within our community that we that go unnoticed or is noticed and they don't have the know-how to have a meeting or get a diagnosis or these things can really make great strides if if our community really was aware of how they can get help for their children or their adult or whatever family member that has that challenge yeah. So I am here to spread their awareness, not, you know, as an advocate, but also through music. I want to use my music for that platform. That is, that means a lot to me That's to do that. Beautiful. All right. So we're coming, we're coming down to the last few questions. Um, these are my favorite, my favorite three. I always say this too. My, my favorite three questions. First, if you were creating a super group of musicians living in Oh, I know. <laughs> That's the same reaction everyone has. <laughs> immediately launch into their like. I had somebody say, "If Dave Grohl, oh the the lead singer of Voden was on the show, yes, and she said, oh get out, yeah." And she said, uh, "Well, you're gonna love that episode because she sounds like the UK version of you." Aww. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and then um, she says, uh, if Dave Grohl and if Dave Grohl was the 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 drummer, and I think Stevie Wonder was the no Stevie Wonder was the drummer, and Dave Grohl was the guitarist. Uh huh. But anyways, continue. Tell me what your favorite supergroup would be. My supergroup. Oh wow. Um, I would bring Billie Holiday back. Okay. I would bring her back along with uh Betty Davis. A lot of people don't know who Betty Davis is. Not not the actress, yeah, not the Caucasian actress. <laughs> no. <laughs> there is a black Betty Davis who was married to Miles Davis. Damn. People need to do their research. They need to do their research. She is a rock funk goddess, okay? I would definitely She's still alive. She just kind of went into a black hole because she was just over it. And she doesn't get the notoriety that she should have gotten. Where, you know, I love Tina. Tina was, like I said, one of my biggest influences who actually led me onto the road of rock music. But Betty Davis was way before her in that realm. Yeah. A lot of people don't know that. I so I would have Billie Holiday, Betty Davis. I would have, um, of course, my baby Michael Jackson got to come back. Hey. And Prince have to come because we need his direction. Oh, I was you know, on, on whatever. You could get him to literally play whatever. 
Yeah, you get what I'm saying? We need his direction because he is such a creative and knows how to put pieces together well. I would have him put and the, whole, I, like, the show, the, the whole... Actually, I would have Kanye direct the show. <laughs> yes, Kanye is very creative. I don't give a fuck about and, what people say about him. I don't like... Yeah, I'm, I'm with you. Fan. I'm with you. I'm a Kanye fan. You know, I don't... I don't... Again, I don't let nobody talk about him either. Um... And, you know, political views is just that political views, but like, it's him as a person. I was like, he's an entertainer. Like, why do we exactly? Not, we did, we Thank you. This, the president. Thank you. But we're about to crucify an entertainer. Thank you. So, yes, it, it's so many people. I could the list will go on. We'll have like a fifty piece band if I keep going. You get what I'm saying? Oh yeah. Okay, so let's so segue then to. If you had a blank check, what type of project would you create? And it could be it could be anything from a festival to an actual album to a tour. It's limitless. It could be a compound. It could be a recording. I would build. I would build a. a if I had a blank check, I would buy a lot of land, like Kanye did. And I would put a facility there that every musician, every walk of life would be welcome to come and just and practice. No. Do their thing. <laughs> you, know, you know, do their thing, you know, from, you know, it would it would be ran more so like, okay, all the producers that want to produce, they would be in this wing of the facility. Uh all the singers and people who, you know, are learning to become musicians. It would be like a, really a center for people to heal. Again, musician who heals. Um, they would be a, it would be a facility for anyone that uses music for a healing process. And I will use the funds from that facility to bring more awareness to the autism community. That, that's my dream. Whoa, that was so you've already had this. You're like the first person exactly. that asked this question that was already prepared with an answer. That is that is my plight. That is my that's what I'm championing for. And especially for uh for our uh African American community because we need that. We need that. It it has to be a place where people can come and know that they're they feel loved. And know that they can grow in music, no matter what they play, what they sing. You know, it just has to be a healing place. Right. So that's what I would do with my blank check. Wow, what a beautiful answer. Okay, let's see. This might be the last question. Um, here it is. Dun, 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 drum roll. The suspense should be killing you. No, actually, now I'm all warmed up. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, wow, I'm actually doing this. You know, as you know, I'm a very, I'm very, it's funny, I'm intro, I'm introverted. I'm only extroverted as On the entertainer. Page. Yeah, you're ambiverts. Yeah, same. I, but I'm like, yes. but I'm like, I can be extroverted when I want to be. I just choose not to. Mm-hmm. But, mm-hmm. Like, I like people, but I also don't. Oh, <laughs> uh, I would. I don't know. You know, I don't think you don't like people. No, I, think I do, but it's, I don't. It. Do you <laughs> don't think it's the? Uh, no, listen, listen. You don't think it's the behaviors of people you don't like? No, I just really get. It's like it's, they could be good people, and I will still get irritated with you. And oh wow! Yeah. Well, some I people like know that about themselves. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that that's my thing. I really. I do like a lot of alone time. I am happy being in a room, reading. I'm like really a closeted nerd. So a lot of people don't know that either. Yeah, um, mine is about not a closet. Me. I'm an extrovert. It's, it's external. It's all over. But see, nerds get on my nerves. Non-nerds. Really? Nerves. Really? Yeah, like everyone gets on my nerves. It's not like, it's really not like personal. <laughs> it's like... I just really like me. Like I've been by myself for a long time. I used to. You know, oh, so you just used to your own company. It's it's that like 
say I, I'm able to do things very quickly when I do them alone, as opposed to uh -huh. if you have to do them with someone, you always have to negotiate with them. With right, right. Longer, you know, and I'm, so I'm always thinking like timing wise, if I would have done this by myself, I could have done it 10 times already. I see. I see. Like that. There's a lot of people like that, though. Yeah. You know, you're not you're not the only one. I know, you know, you're not the only one. I think that's why you're so fearless. And you can say that because most people wouldn't even admit to that. Yeah, so. exactly. Well, I had to because I kept, you know, I would always burn bridges with people and I'd be like, it's really not them. You know, I'd be like, you're getting on my nerves. And they're like, right. I'm just being me. And I was like, you know what? You're right. You are. There's nothing wrong wow. with you. I just need to take more breaks. Yeah. Let people yeah. know that, you know, it's not, it's like, it's not, most of the time it's not them or it could be, but usually it's. <laughs> I know, or it could be. <laughs> but it doesn't really matter because I already know when I'm irritated anyway, you know, I'm like, oh, right. I don't want to do this anymore. <laughs> right. Right. So, well, it, you know, at, at the, at least you're, like I said, you know that about you. A lot of people don't and they're afraid to admit these things, you know, so they can be, you know, liked accepted exactly they can, yeah accepted but see, you know but yeah like people that are supposed to like me or people that i think would like me don't and then people that i think wouldn't do so did you know i would like you um see it doesn't matter to me i see at this point <laughs> like i think whoever yeah does like me does and i only see it that way so i don't perfect yeah. perfect point yeah i'm like perfect point. whether it looks like it or not i'm like hmm, i don't know like if i were to you know contact because I, I contact a lot of people you know like saying hey do you want to be on the show right and um some people will be like yeah totally i would love this this is a great platform blah blah, blah. then they never text me back so i'm like so you don't actually like oh me, right so you could say that but you don't actually fuck with me that's okay then i get people who never say anything and then randomly, I'll see them in public and they'll say, yeah, dude, I listened to your last episode on your podcast and I really like what you said about this and this and this and this. And I go, oh, this person really does fuck with me, but never would have told me like over the yeah. years, they would tell me. Yeah. So I stopped thinking about it in terms of like what I think and what is actually happening. That's a cool way. That's a cool way of looking at at everything yeah you know and it's true like whoever's rolling with you they rolling with you and whoever ain't okay that's it cool too isn't yeah yeah <laughs> but it was like i used to be like well this person should do this because i'm doing a lot for this person but then i was like well that's ego a lot of times i wanted people that looked like me you know like physically yeah like either attractive you know to to up my my game or whatever and, right. And I had to stop looking at it that way and thinking of it in terms of like, what is the most effective way for me to get my message across? And it's going to be people that have a similar message or people that communicate in a similar way. Right. Right. And that's what it's all about. Yeah. And yeah, speaking for them when they can't speak and then letting them inform me about what they want to say. Right. You know, so it's like I'm like a vessel sometimes. And that's like the other part about why I need a lot of alone time, because it's like it can be draining because I'm like channeling messages through people or I'm, you know, uh, constantly either educating or showing people something or demonstrating or entertaining. So and that's right. like I am a very people person, very people oriented. I'm always doing something for another human being. I said this the other day. I said, all we do is watch people do things. That's true. Right? That is the, the whole point of life. That is, yes, that is true. And a lot of people learn that way by watching others and applying it. Or if they're fearless, they are the leaders of the world and don't mind being the leader of the world. Yeah. And I, I was always like that. But I'm like not, and it wasn't because I'm like, I, I was, I always thought I could do this better. I'm that type of guy. Mm -hmm. I'm like, mm, you guys mm -hmm. doing it wrong. I think I could do this better. And when I realized that I was like that, I used to stay in the shadows a lot and just think it very loudly and not say anything. But oh. leave the situations often. Like I'd be in a band and I'd be like, man, I think you guys are running the rehearsal wrong. And then I would clash with the other band members. And I've yeah, I've gotten that. 
at times. Yes, and, I exactly and, know what you mean. And then I thought, okay, in this situation, I'm not going to talk because that's not my role unless someone asks me. Right, right. But otherwise, if it's my band, then I'm going to delegate because that's what I like. Right. For the right. efficiency, not even because I like, you know, I'd rather be like a democracy, like everybody make decisions. But I also realize a lot of people don't like making decisions. So you do have to make them. Mm-hmm. And that's when I decided, OK, for efficiency or what is the easiest way? A lot of times it's delegation. Like, OK, you do this. And to really know what people's strengths are, you have to really, really to be a leader. It's not just telling people what to do. It's understanding what people are best at and putting them in a position exactly exactly so that's that's where i feel like my strength really lies is like delegation and um well i yeah that's why i get people to the show and i ask them a bunch of questions about themselves because i'm trying to get you to delegate to your audience which is also mine who you are right and this is this has been as you know uh a very uh very intense interview this is the first one actually where someone has asked me those real personal questions um and pick my brain usually I don't do interviews because again I don't like talking about myself I just like performing and you see what I mean through my performance um so I don't really talk much so this is very out of sorts uh, for me, but actually you've made it, you've made it a great interview actually. Um, So I appreciate you getting me out of my comfort zone um, and I'm able to convey, I mean, people see the logo, the Musician Hills, they never ask what it means, but you got it out in this interview of what it really truly means. it's not just some silly little logo. It actually does mean something. And sooner or later, everyone will see. I do my you know, so on every artist that I bring on the show because I'm actually genuinely interested in whatever they're doing. I, and I want. And I felt that. I did. I feel that from you. You truly are about your business, but you truly are for the people. And you want us to grow. And this is what I'm sensing. You want us to grow as an artist and as a person. You know, yeah. and as a people, as a people, whether it's the music community or as in the African community, most of us are African American. From what I'm noticing, that you're you're interviewing, true, yeah, and I think <laughs> it's great. And we all do, and we all do eccentric things, or we have, we may do the same thing, maybe in the same genre of music, but doing it different. Our viewpoints, yeah, our viewpoints on life. That's the that's the that's the gem is that we, we champion for different things that mean a lot to us. You know, I love that you did ask me about the autism community because that is something that I really, really am passionate about. I'm very passionate about that. And I do immerse myself in the community in a lot of ways that people wouldn't even know that it was me. You get what I'm saying? Yeah, definitely. That's why. So I live it. I live it. I breathe it. I show up to meetings. I'm I've been on council boards. Like I don't play with that community. It's it's a very passionate thing for me. Yeah. That's that's one that's how I am with I'm I'm with that with a lot of things. Like I said, a lot of people don't ask me these questions and I but I want to answer them because I think it's important that they know. I've been thinking about interviewing myself. Just like, hey, Kelvin, tell us about this. And answering the question. Because <laughs> I'm silly like that. I used to do that when I was a kid. I got one of those talk boys like from Home Alone. Like, yes. One of those when I was a kid. And I yes. interview myself as a child because that's the type of dude I am. Yes. And that's why and I'm I, I would love- doing this because I've actually been doing it my whole life. Yeah. And you're comfortable with it. You're, I mean... Like I said, you got some stuff out of me that I never tell people. You know, I do, like I said, I speak about the autism community a lot. But as far as all the other child upbringing things and, you know, no one really knows that unless they were raised with me or went to the same school with me. Um, Sometimes when you have so much experience is what I notice is that people don't believe you. And they, 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 they look at you as 
braggadocious. You're bragging. So that was another thing that I would shy away from, you know, not telling people exactly everything that I can do because they think I'm lying. Like, well, she don't have all that experience. She's never, you know, I've heard it all. Yeah. So I, you don't have to believe me, but you're going to watch, you're watching, you're watching me is how I think of it. Right. I'm not watching you. Right. So you want to know. (laughs) Right. And, and that's, that's one of the reasons why, you know, and I had, like I said, I had to come full circle with a lot of things in, in the music you know, industry, you know, being a a female artist doing something that a lot of people say, oh, I've never seen a black female rock artist or heavy metal person or like, what are you talking about? It's a lot of us out here. Like, what are you talking about? It's like a whole like, and that's why I was like, okay, if we can really get this community very, very large, where it's like, by cult, like I said, punk black does really well in Atlanta. Yes, they do. Yes, they do a very good job. And very good job. And we don't have anything like that over here. Like not even actually their presence is like here. I mean, when they come, they come and do like a show. They're coming and do a show in Oakland. I'm not even going to be able to make it, which is terrible. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, I was like, oh, that's so great. What a great idea. And I wanted to do it a little different because I was like, well, I don't want to be a carbon copy. So I said, how can I, you know, make it different? And I decided to really go more in depth with the artists and right. or about themselves and, you know, like do it my way. My way is like, I've always been, um, I'm a huge Chris Jericho fan. He has a podcast and this is exactly what he does. And he's also a musician. Oh, and, good. Yeah. That's why I say I'm the black Chris Jericho. He's a professional wrestler and that's my passion. I always really wanted to be a professional wrestler. Get out. Who's your favorite? I got to know. I got to know. Who's your favorite all time wrestler, man. Okay. So wrestler, like actual physical wrestling or like talker. Cause there's a bunch. <laughs> physical. Well, give me two. give me the talker and give me the actual wrestler. Okay. The actual wrestler, Brett, the Hitman Hart. Okay. Yep. I see you. I see you. Easily. easily. But my favorite match of all time still is the Iron Man match. Him and Shawn Michaels, two of my favorite wrestlers of all time wrestling at WrestleMania in the main event is that's the coup de grace for me. I could watch that match. Well, I always love Ooh, Macho Man. Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. That's my favorite talker. Cause it's so <laughs> oh my gosh like see no one knows that about me see how you just getting it out you see that you see that but yes i i grew up on watching wrestling as well and uh i was a big big another i was into it i was into it i was so into it and then the rock of course the rock has the most iconic lines of all time steve austin was my favorite dude yes yes and currently is chris jericho Okay. All right. So this is this is awesome stuff. This is some awesome stuff right here. Thank you. All right. Last question, because I got to get to this brunch. Um, (laughs) um, What is your advice for any person that is up and coming that's after you, whoever's up next? And I don't mean like the next R&B singer. I mean, the next heavy metal honey dip. Tell us. Ah, there you go with that nickname. I love it, though. I love it. Uh, What your advice to them is. Be be really, really serious about your craft. And be fearless. Just know like you know that you belong and you just go for it. Go for it. Don't let anyone tell you that you can't. Wonderful 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 thank you so much Nate styles tell us how to find you on the internet well i really am a champion for instagram so that's where you can find me you can either just type in musician who heals or naughty styles and tell us how to spell both of them okay musician is spelled just like the word musician <laughs> you know who w-h-o Heels with an S, H E A L S. And Naughty Styles is K N O T T Y, double T, which is in Tom Styles with an S. Wonderful. And um, and you said you don't, you don't, you're rebranding, so you don't have any places for us to listen to any of your music yet, right? Not, not yet. Not yet. 
That's fine. I'm working on it. I would like you, when you are ready to drop, please come back on the show. Or we could even do a video. So that's another, the new thing that I'm doing is the, you know, the Instagram split screen. Yes, yes. So I'm going to start doing interviews there as well. They're going to be completely separate from what I'm doing here. They're just going to be like maybe shorter, like 10 minute joints. Okay. Okay. Yes, I would love to come back. Thank you. You've made this so very painless, (laughs) you know. (laughs) <laughs> thank you so much for that because you know sometimes my anxiety levels are so high i'm really but, good at calming people down yes you you definitely are great at that and like i said thank you so much for having me this has been great and um i look forward to talking with you again awesome all right you have a wonderful day everyone thank you for tuning in to the cast of chaos sayonara bye-bye <laughs>